hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. And happy Mother's Day. Thank you. So how was uh, your week? Uh, we, my week was good. We're drinking gin and tonics. Mm-hmm. So you might hear a little bit of ice clinking, but it adds to the uh, conversational vibe of our podcast. Because we are a conversational podcast. So yeah. there we go. So. Uh, my week was good. My week was good. I mean, work was good. I'm chugging along there. Yeah. Um, the fact that you're not like just groaning <laughs> about your work every yeah. day. The fact that I don't come home and I'm such... like, I hate fucking everybody. Yeah. Um, I cannot be undersold. Yeah. Most most of the time, I'm just like, mm, work is fine. Like, yeah, it turns you know, out nothing yeah. amazing happened, but nothing terrible happened at all. Um, ah, such an improvement. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. This week was very long. I don't remember. Yes. But uh, on Wednesday, I brought like a million gallons of cold brew to the school mm-hmm. uh, with like five kinds of milk. And my, my two youngest helped me uh, bring it because they were just whatever. They're like, when are you leaving? And I was like, right now. And they're like, can we come with you? And I was like, uh, you're not dressed. And then it was like, pow, pow, like a puff, like in a cartoon. Like a <laughs> they left in like a puff of smoke and then like returned wearing like clothes and shoes and a mask and they're ready to go and i was like okay like mm-hmm. let's do this Indeed. Uh, so they helped me drop it off i did not stay to like have it be well received <laughs> so, but i imagine it was but i imagine it was uh like Should one of my kids their teachers in zoom had a iced coffee and they were like oh is that iced coffee from the break room and the teacher was like yeah <laughs> and they were like my mom brought that oh he was like well tell your mom thank you very much Yep. So there you go. That was fun. Uh, you slept outside this weekend. I did. Which... I went camping with our daughter for scouts. Um, it's still cold out there guys, it, and wet. Yeah, it was gross. gross. Um, we got there. It was raining. There was a small break in the rain where I was able to set up camp. Our tent was technically a two-person tent. Technically, but not, but not big enough for two people to sleep and their I backpacks. Wanna, to I want to meet the people. Also to sleep. <laughs> I want to meet the people that are the standards for tent jockeys. sizes. Yeah, like horse jockeys. I like, think they're horse jockeys. Like no one is over five five. No, like but probably they're five foot. I don't. They're a like, hundred pounds, soaking wet. Yes, in their in their bags. Right. It yeah. is it is a small tent. It is, it is. I bought it specifically because I'm going to go backpacking in two weeks with our eldest. And I wanted something light and small. Mm-hmm. And it said two person. And I hadn't actually set this tent up yet to know right. that and was a dirty lie. I brought it because initially we were supposed to have to hike all of our gear in from <sighs> the very, very front of camp to all the way to the back of camp, which is like over a mile. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so lightness became suddenly right. very interesting. So I was like, oh, if I have to move everything, I want to move it just once, and I want to be able to pack on a backpack. So I, I essentially backpacked uh, in. But. But. 
yeah anyway so it was a little small and i'm sorry but also it worked it was a night it's fine i was very cold though i was very cold and my body was very old and i was angry about not sleeping in my bed oh my gosh i sleep in like not (laughs) this bed like if i just sleep in a different bed like a fancy hotel room now yeah like squishy beds if it's too squishy i'm sore if it's too hard i'm sore if it's like the wrong shaped pillow eh, that's my night for a week turned into the princess and the pea yeah basically Uh, and is this was this just during like covid times where we were i have never anywhere else maybe i think i've spent five nights in the last two like in the last year i think i've spent no i think i spent four nights not in this bed mm-hmm. and um i felt everyone and all, all of those times have accompanied terrible sleep yeah it is is not bad it's not good i mean so <laughs> anyway yeah yeah so that was- covid has turned us into real delicate fucking flowers i mean i was pretty delicate before <laughs> let's not lie I wasn't exactly hardy. Mm-hmm. And then today is Mother's Day. Timestamp. Yay, Mother's Day. And you are a mother. So yeah. happy to that. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers yeah. out there. Also, I understand that this is a day that is weird and hard for many people for many reasons. And that's also okay. Yeah. Be be, be the you that you need to be. Yep. But I will. Yeah, I, we did celebrate you a little bit. We had yeah. brunch. Actually, you're great. You're great at all this because... Uh, I came home from camp. The house was clean. The um, yep. The dryer and the washer was ready to receive all of our disgusting camp clothes. Yes, but I had not started the washer in a while, so that the showers were warm. Right, if we needed to take warm showers, like Which you're, they ve- totally you're did. very thoughtful. I try. I try. Like you don't like crap <laughs> for Mother's Day. Like you're not. You know, like I am a crap aholic. I mm-hmm. love, and I'm already accumulating some of my Father's Day gifts. Oh, good! Spoiler. I'm so glad. And because uh, it stresses me out to show. Right, right. <laughs> um, but the uh, but like I don't get you crap. I got you a, a onesie. Yes. Like a nice like modal mm-hmm. one piece. Like a like athleisure jumpsuit. Yeah, it looks good from the waist up. Like mm-hmm. it looks cute. I could I could be on a Zoom call. You could totally be on a Zoom call in this thing, but also you're basically wearing pajamas, which I think is, is the signature goal. look like, of 2021. Goal. Yes. So, I got you that. That was like the only physical thing I got you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I helped our eldest make you lemon bars last night. Which is one of my favorite desserts. Right. And they were delicious. They were delicious. He did a great job. He and, did. But like that, that's not hard and there's nothing left over in a week. Like <laughs> you don't you, have to figure out where to the house bars, this. you're not like, where am I going to put this? You don't have the guilty pang of like looking at this handmade card and going, ah. I have so many cards. You know, like, do I throw it away? Because, you know, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. So we did that. We had brunch this morning. Uh, again, we've mentioned we have food trucks in our yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, we had, we had a Mother's Day brunch food truck. Brilliant. It was, like, that was the brilliant. most fucking brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. Because I pull up and there's like four cars parked behind this thing. It's kind of raining a little bit. Mm-hmm. You could order ahead. So I walk up. I say, hey, I'm here. This is Adam. I have an order. They're like, cool. You're about five minutes early, which I was. So mm-hmm. we'll text you if you want to go back and sit in your car, which I did. Because it was rainy. And as I'm walking by, I see like 
four cars between me and the food truck and it's all dads just kind of like putzing around on their phones honestly it would be better for his dads and kids yeah truly where it's like even though it's only five minutes away i'm gonna take the kids (laughs) like we're all just gonna go (laughs) gonna go on a little adventure but like they were all gone within like two minutes like that the truck was like on it like everybody was real good and yeah, brought it home. You had an Eggs Benedict burger. Yeah, I had a Burger Benedict or Which a Benny is... Burger or something. Yeah. It was delicious. So it was an English muffin and then a hamburger and then a poached egg and then hollandaise sauce. What else do you want? It was so good. Was there ham on it? Uh, There's bacon. Bacon. Good enough. It's a kind of ham. Yeah, there's bacon. Uh, Yeah, and it was uh hard to eat like a hamburger because all the hollandaise sauce makes it really gushy. But it was delicious. Yeah, I'm sure. And like, originally, I kind of thought, you know, oh, I'll work, you know, I'll get up in the morning. And I've done this before where I kind of like roll out at seven. I'm like, you stay. You're going to hear some banging and some Mm -hmm. yelling, but just pretend you're sleeping. Yeah. Like, read a book. That's always hard. Yeah, especially our kitchen is on the other side of the wall from our bedroom. And I'm the morning person. And Adam is not the morning person. Right. Uh, So... It's a lot harder, like, for Adam to get up <laughs> and function <laughs> as an adult. On, yeah, on all cylinders, like, before eight. But Rough. I, I could pull it off for you one day a year, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe two for your birthday. It's fine. It's fine. But I got, but instead, I was just like, all right, so we could just lay here until probably 8.30, and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to take a shower, and you can roll out and hang out with the kids. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, our kids are at the phase where they're not, like, super... If they have a screen, they're pretty they're content. Fine. So she rolled out, I got a shower, I went down and picked up the food and came back, and we had brunch. And I was just like, delicious. this was brilliant. Thank you, food truck lady, for putting that together. Mm-hmm. And then... It's very smart. Yeah. We just kind of chilled, called some moms. Yeah, we called some moms on the FaceTimes, video calls. Uh, Both of our calls were interrupted by other people calling and or visiting, which I'm like, I mean, I'm going to let you go so you can visit with your other people. (laughs) Yeah, like it's not, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I did go grocery shopping, which was fine. Uh, Kroger was bonkers. There was literally no flowers. I took a picture of the empty uh, flower display yeah. case. And I was like, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I get it. It was, uh, yeah. It was. But, you know, jokes on them because I was there for wine. So. Yeah. Which was also a little little low. I but... did I did buy, like, my very last bottle of, like, the last bottle of my favorite wine. And I was like, oh, I'm buying the last bottle of this. So maybe other moms were here for wine. They were. They, they were. totally were. But there's just many, many wine selections. Yeah. So I mean, you also bought yourself cheese curds, which I feel is. I bought, yeah, I bought myself cheese curds. Also, Since like I... a quintessential <laughs> Lisa wine and cheese curds. That's what I want for Mother's wine Day. Wine and cheese curds. Um, and yeah, a bath. So most of most of our shopping we do at Aldi. Uh, so then when I do end up shopping at Kroger, it's always really random. Mm-hmm. So today I bought like ten bottles of wine and melatonin. And I'm like, I promise this isn't a cry for help. Isn't it, though? <laughs> Isn't it? I feel like maybe it was. I promise I buy other food. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's good. Yeah, so. but it's a pretty good day. I try. 
Yeah, you I did do. fold all the laundry and like had that ready. Like you did fine. You oh, did fine. I messed some of my laundry to put away. I was like, yeah. "Why is there still laundry on the thing?" It's, oh, yeah, it's fine. You have some your laundry. It's fine. Yeah, I'll get it in like ten seconds. But anyway, it's not a big deal. Yeah, no, you did great. So we try, and we watched a movie, and you got to pick the movie. I did get to pick the movie. Uh, is... So originally, I was going to pick Hook because we were like on a pan theme. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, uh, but then uh, we were waiting. For you to get done with something so that we could start in earnest. Because Adam takes notes on all of these movies. Like, mm. with a fountain pen and a legal pad. Like I'm taking my job serious. <laughs> it's, it's very serious. It's conversational, but some effort goes into this conversation. <laughs> right. I mean, on your end, for sure. On my end, zero effort goes into it. But it's okay. Because I'm just naturally a delight. Say, you you make up for it in talent. <laughs> I have to work really hard. Like you're, I am the Ginger Rogers to your Fred Astaire. Right, right. Where I'm doing everything backwards and in heels and just trying to make it look good. And still getting half the credit. Yeah, or less. Mm-hmm. And that's fine by me because right. I am just your muse. Okay. So yeah, that how um, that works. But anyway. But you got we, distracted from Hook. Well, so. While we were waiting, our kids were, like, clicking around on the Netflix. Yeah. And I saw this movie, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch this movie. Yeah, you've never seen this. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. So we watched Muppets Most Wanted. So, brief aside brief and aside. flashback, we've mm-hmm. done The Great Muppet Caper. Which might be my favorite Muppet movie, and right. it's our daughter's favorite Muppet movie. Like, when we were going through Muppet movies, she shouted from her bedroom that she was supposed to be cleaning. She was like, that was my favorite! <laughs> Yep, I'm like, oh, that's your daughter. But it, because it, it's a good hijinks caper film, like mm-hmm. kind of a mystery, but also not a mystery in the slightest. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. And, you know, a musical mm-hmm. and just fun and silly and a stack of very self-aware celebrity cameos. Yes, yes. Very and, self-aware celebrity cameos. And it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the Muppets thing right right and this w- did not disappoint it did not it did not disappoint it was not reviewed great mm-hmm. um the original the well not the original muppets but the one before this the one before this uh with jason siegel and amy adams mm-hmm. reviewed pretty well yeah you know everybody's like oh the muppets like they That's brought it cool. they updated it they made it re- relevant still a good muppets story um and then this one they were like sequels are never as good which is in the opening number yes about making a sequel right okay so this sequel takes place immediately like literally a second after the muppets movie Mm. ends yeah you see the the end fireworks from the first muppets movie yeah and then you see the back of what is supposed to be Jason Siegel and Amy Adams, and they walk away. But, like, it's not them. It's them. It's, like, doubles and wigs. Because you, you never see their faces. No, no. Because it would have been really expensive to bring the two. I, I feel like Jason Siegel would have done it, but, like, <laughs> Amy nothing. Adams had other shit to do. Amy Adams is like, I'm important. <laughs> and once they kind of got through that conceit, they were like, well, might as well just fake it for Jason. He's probably, like... Mm-hmm. doing forgetting sarah marshall right i mean just find a tall dude and like he has brown hair like he's very replaceable uh, replaceable from the back <laughs> there's something to be said there i'm just gonna let that go right but the first thing they do is they go into a musical number 
Also, Rob Corddry is in this for a second. Right, so Rob Corddry's there and being like, that's it, everybody, like, that's a wrap. Go Would home. You, go home. Fill out your I-9s. Yep, and they're all like, well, that went well. I think they really liked it. And Skeeter's there's like, yeah, those were extras. Right, we Well, some of them here. were tapping their feet. Yeah, well, those were... <laughs> those were dancers. Those were dancers. <laughs> they're like, so what do we do now? And they're like, I mean, I don't know. I guess we could all go back to... The places we came and like, but that doesn't make sense if we like came together for this movie. Let's make a sequel. Right. Well, Hollywood calls. Yeah, that's right. Hollywood calls and they make a sequel and they sing a song about sequels. Yeah. Complete with like sparkly tuxedos and top hats. Sparkly tuxedos and top hats. So many wig and wardrobe changes for Miss Piggy in this number. So many. Like five. Cameo from Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Right. Uh, who are working craft services. They work craft services and they have aprons that say Gaga and Tony. <laughs> and our oldest was like, who is that? And I was like, it's Lady Gaga. You know, because she has Gaga on her name tag. But our kids are like, who's Lady Gaga? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forget that you don't actually. Uh, I mean, they probably know her music, but they just don't know her face. Yeah. They're like, that's my kid's pop. Right. Oh, that's my kid's pop. We're failing. We are. We are, not? We are. It's fine. It's, it's fine. All fine. It's mixed. But um, the climaxes in a like giant like Fosse musical production with uh, with the synchronized, synchronized swimmers <laughs> and and our oldest was like synchronized swimmers ugh and I was like synchronized swimmers are cool and then they cut to the overhead where everyone's doing stuff and he was like oh I mean I guess it is cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the most defeated admission that he appreciated something ever. He was like, I guess that's pretty I guess cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I love that kid. Also, I want to strangle him some days. But anyway. Yes. So, like, big, exciting musical number, grand finale, sparklers, and like ha- jazz hands. And they're like, great, we're making a sequel. And they're like, we just need a plot. Immediate cut mm-hmm. to a f- gulag. Yeah. Is it immediately to the gulag, or does does the person whisper in his ear first? What? Oh, okay, I guess immediate cut to the gulag. No, yeah, I think it's immediate cut to the gulag. Right. In Russia. Where everyone has terrible Russian accents. Super horrible Russian accents. <laughs> we'll get to, the like, worst. all the... Cr- <laughs> but all you see is, like, the outline mm-hmm. and shadow of what is obviously a frog... Yeah, obviously, it looks exactly like Kermit, but it's just a shadow. Yeah, and he's kicking ass and taking name through this gulag and an escape attempt. At one point, though, he, like, takes out two guards and holds up two AK-47s over his head. Right. So there's the image of Kermit's outline Kermit's holding outline. two machine guns. And yes. he's like... That's pretty dark for the Muppets. Wow. Yeah, it was dark. It's okay. They, they shoot fish. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Um, And... You find out that guy's name is Constantine. He's the world's most deadly frog. World's most deadly frog. And our youngest was like, even like, like poison dart frogs, <laughs> like are less deadly than this guy. I'm like, he just like massacred eight people with his bare hands. I mean, so yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's... Looks like he escapes from the gulag as he's walking out. He like pushes a trigger and the gulag behind him explodes. Before he pushes the trigger. He says, it's time to light the lights in a terrible Russian accent. <laughs> yes, that's true. It pushes the trigger. <laughs> from, the, from the Muppet Show tonight mm-hmm. uh, music. Which means this 
character has some passing knowledge of the Muppet Show. Maybe it was one of the only things that was on uh, in the gulag. Maybe. It's part of punishment. But it's going to be an important note that he knows nothing about the Muppet Show in a couple of minutes. I don't know. Maybe it's just something inherent in all froggy Muppets. They want to light the lights. Because they want to light the lights. Be those stage lights or <laughs> detonators. Right, it's, it's very good that uh, Kermit parlayed all of uh, this into into good in uh, founding the Muppet Show instead of just international evil. Was it good? <laughs> I mean, Statler and Waldorf would say no. Uh, indeed. <laughs> Indeed, they would. So, immediately we cut back and we meet Ricky Gervais, who is Dominic, bad guy. Dominic, bad guy. It's no, like it's bad guy. Bad guy. It's French. It's French. It means good man. Person. <laughs> um, but he wants to organize a world tour with the Muppets. Okay, so this is when they're like, they need a plot. Mm-hmm. They need a plot, and Fozzie is like. Maybe we can, you know, like do stand up. And Gonzo is like, maybe uh, it's like, you know, Gonzo with the wind, but it's like gone with the wind. But I'm mm -hmm. I'm Gonzo and uh, she's a chicken. And Kermit's like, eh. <laughs> and then uh, Piggy pitched like I could have uh, I could do like a whole Celine Dion Thing like you know Celine Dion, she works in Las Vegas, <laughs> and it's like so much shade, so much shade in this movie. Um, and Kermit's like, no, no, none of that's really right. And Dominic Bad Guy, before they know who Dominic Bad Guy is, he leans over and he's like, "How about the Muppets go on a world tour?" And he's yeah, like, "I got that is it." Where the musical number, you're right. Okay, he's like, "I got it, world tour." Like, yeah, so. We're, we flash back and we're now with the Muppets sitting in and around a booth right. at a restaurant with Ricky Gervais on the other side. Ricky Dominic Gervais on one side, literally all the Muppets stacked up. In tears. In tears. Uh, Which also means, like, I always look at these and I'm like, physically, where are the puppeteers during this? Mm -hmm. And literally, they must be, like, like, face to ass all the way back through there. Well, like every puppet... Every puppeteer is in this one, like the back puppeteers are only are controlling like two, at least two people. Mm. Sure, because, sure. Because they don't need full, like, you yeah, know, their the, hands the are people, just leaning the on it. In the third row. Yeah, they're just, they're just, are just heads. like there for color. <laughs> right. But, but like, yes. there's a ton it's of them some, in a some, small it's some cozy space. cozy fucking quarters. Oh, yeah. You got to be comfortable with the people you work with. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, but he wants to organize a world tour for the Muppets. Um, and while he's talking to them, he gets a phone call and it's from Constantine. Right. And you're like, oh, so he literally so is. So he's a bad guy. He's the bad guy. Like, this is it. Dominic, bad guy, is in fact a bad guy. And so the only thing he really managed to say is, see you in Berlin mm -hmm. to Constantine. And they kind of hung up and they're like, all right, so we in or not? And his phone rings again. He's like, oh, this is like totally Rihanna. This is Rihanna. I have to get this. Like, are you guys, are you guys in, in or, or out? out? Like, what do I do? I don't have time for this. And Kermit's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about this. Like, how can we afford a world tour? We're barely making, you know, we're barely covering rent as it is. Yeah. Um, And everyone's like, I think we should go for it. Because uh, Dominic was like, I mean, it's up to you. We can put it to a vote. Who wants to believe in ourselves? Well, that's going to be later. But like, oh, that's later? That's later. But he, he does very much put it in a mm -hmm. 
Like, if you don't believe in what you're doing, that's fine. Just stay home. But if you believe in the Muppets, <laughs> like, we should take off and let's let's go on a world tour and right. so be Kirby, awesome. So Kirby is convinced. Not convinced, but, like, uh, you know. He's cajoled, like, gaslit. Yes, cajoled and gaslit by his friends yeah. uh, to go into business with this guy. And he's like, okay, first stop, Berlin. So they go to the train station. In L.A. And get on a train. Get on a train. And go on a train to Berlin. And the map shows them going, like, up into Canada. Across the North across Pole. Across the North Pole. And then, like, down into Berlin. Do not think about this too hard. <laughs> this is a Muppet movie. We're watching the adventures of a talking frog. Yes. Train to Berlin from L.A. Sure, train to, to Berlin like, from fine. L.A. That's, That's not even the weirdest was... part. Yes. And so they go out and they end up in this kind of, like, crappy back alley theater right and um kermit was like yes i booked us in all kinds of you know every small town club in every industrial city in uh northern germany Germany. right since we're here like we're gonna go to dusseldorf we're gonna go to (laughs) like whatever um and they're like kermit this place is a shithole and he's like we're the muppets like that's what we do we We play we play in shitholes like, because we're poor. Yeah. Well, and also I feel like they're kind of like a cabaret show or like mm-hmm. a burlesque show is their upcoming. Right. That that is, variety is, weird is their, show. Yeah, is their history. And so, yeah, that kind of tracks. But um, Ricky Gervais is like, uh, actually, how about we play here instead? And it's the Berlin National Theater. Right. Which I did not Google to see if that's an actual establishment. Right. Berlin National Theater, which is right next to a fancy uh, museum. Also did not Google. But uh, they're going to play there. And Kermit is like, well, that's There's no way way we can afford that. We can't afford that. We can't rent that out and then, you know, get enough tickets back. He's like, no, it'll be fine. And Kermit's like, well, let's just play here. Like, we're already committed. Like, we should just do it. I've already they, got the rented. They already have a sign that says Die Muppets. Which Stellar and Waldorf were like, is that like... Right. Is that a suggestion? Gin? Or oh. they already wrote the reviews. Well, um, yeah, it was a great moment. Yeah, because Die just the. means the in German. So it just says the Muppets. It was a great German joke. <laughs> it was not enough great German good, jokes. Good job. Good job, German joke. I did hear a whole thing about how, like, German language is like values precision so much that it makes jokes really hard mm-hmm. because what makes comedy good is like anticipation and, and ambiguity ambiguity and german just has no ambiguity as a language although i did um i did have a friend who was german and she one of the things she was so regretful about english was she's like i'm really really funny in german and in English, I'm not nearly as funny because I can't think about the jokes as quickly. <laughs> yeah, because, again, it's that, like, flip because of Because it was her, like, you know, second and third language. Fair enough. And I was like, okay. They uh, they fall real hard on irony. That's Germans true. Do. Like, they're real ironic and sarcastic. And then they can still be precise. Yeah. And it's funny because it's bonkers. Yeah. Anyway, so Ricky, this is where Ricky Gervais is like, hey, do you guys want to like play here and just resign yourself to the fate of like also rands and like crappy shows? Or do you want to believe in yourselves and aspire to do more and go to the German National Theater and play And everybody here? but Kermit 
votes for that. And Kermit's like, I can't believe I'm on the side of not believing in yourself. Which is true for Kermit. <laughs> but, like, but something is fishy about this. But again, like, total gaslight moment. Like, mm-hmm. that's exact. That's textbook. Like, I know your personality, and I'm going to make you go against your personality to do what you think is right. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he does that. And so... Kind of the next scene, we're backstage at the German theater, and Kermit's like, listen, guys, like, I don't know what's about to happen. I don't know that we can sell this out. And by the way, if we don't sell this out, the rental fees from this place is going to kill us. Right, we're done. Yeah. So we got to figure it out. And if not, it's been a pleasure working with you all, and we'll all figure out how to get home somehow, I guess, and I'll see you in L.A. Right. But, like, it's going to be awful. And then Dominic walks out and goes, by the way, it's a sellout. Good news. Yeah. And Good news, we're all sold out. And uh, yeah, and congratulations. Like, they're trying fives. to kind of put together an order of operations and like what acts are going on because like apparently they just make it up on the fly the night of. Yeah, they're just you know they're it's, like improv. It's like, it's like improv. <laughs> it's like a conversational talk show yes. where you don't know what's going to happen. You have a rough sketch. Maybe yeah. somebody took some notes, but like who knows? Mm-hmm. That's what people are paying for. Is the people are paying us? No. Oh. Not us, oh. but like other people ah, yes. do this professionally. I guess. They're paying for the like, you never know what's going to happen anticipation. Yep. But uh, Dominic kind of takes over to be like, all right, so let's figure out what's going to happen. All right. Yeah, that act sounds good. That show sounds fine. Let's do it. It doesn't really matter. Like, it'll be great. The audience will love it. And, um, and Kermit's kind of taken aback and he's like, like we've ever shown up, sold out a show in 35 years like this. Something's Something's weird. Something's wrong. So he goes back to, like, look at the books. Yeah. And while he's looking, Piggy comes back. I was like, hey, I got some questions about our wedding and Mm -hmm. venue and, like, seat cover colors. Swatches. Yeah, she's got all her shit. And Mm -hmm. he's like, Piggy, like, do you not see, like, I'm in the middle of an existential crisis trying to figure out what's going on. And, like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Also, I never asked you to marry me. Like, we're not even engaged. She's like, well, we could do that on our honeymoon. She's like, no, that's, do you know how crazy this sounds? Like, <laughs> right. That's not, that's not, that's not how you do things. Like you are, and legit, she's insane. Yeah. She's a little aggressive, but. Well, hold on. She's a little You aggressive. just described Miss Piggy as a little yes. aggressive. Yes. She is a little aggressive. What would be excessively aggressive in your book if Miss Piggy know. is a little aggressive? <laughs> I don't know. But yes, Miss Piggy is aggressive. She is what I would call a strong female character. She's a strong female character. Uh, anyway. No. Yeah. She's she's very aggressive. She knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And she goes for it, which is why, you know, she gets a job in a fashion magazine in, you know, the 1980s. Because, you know, you could just walk in. And be like, like, I like your moxie. Like, it has worked out well for her. It has. It has. She so has like, had a career for 50 years now. Right. So, of being fabulous. And she still looks fantastic. It's true. She's like the only showbiz person I can think of that's better preserved than Dolly Parton. Got it. Like, so, like, so, so much like contouring uh, was happening on her face. She's flawless. Truly. And Truly. she possibly has more wig than Dolly. So many, so many wigs. But that's a high fucking bar. So many wigs, you guys. Anyway. Um, but yes, she's very aggressive. Uh, and Kermit is very passive. And that, I thought, was just their vibe. Where she was like, I'm the aggressive one and you're the passive one. You and know, I got us out there. You support us. Right. Like, and that and that's our um, balance. Yeah. But in this one, she's really 
Maybe a little much even for her. Yeah, she's really, like, into the point of create. Like, there's there's a point where you create the reality you want to inhabit it. <laughs> and there's a point where, like, you have to then drag other people into your reality, even though they're completely not in that reality right, just pedestrians yeah. yeah and i think she she crosses that line right right to where people are like um that's it's not what we were doing like i don't like i yes anded for a while but now you think we're getting married for right. like real right because she's like we're in europe like let's get married since we're here yeah no 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 you know and it's 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 a hard it's a hard moment to be in right so they have a fight and he was like, we're not engaged. And right now, based on this conversation, I'm glad we're not. Like, Yeah, I'm like, you're fucking You're insane. being crazy. Yeah. And I'm trying to unravel this, like, international crime. Yeah. And so, well, he doesn't even know there's a crime yet. He's just like, something's off. Like, right. he's just got a bad sense. He's got a bad feeling about this. Then does he go on a walk? Yeah. Then Ricky Vrace shows up and is like, man, you just need to get out, get some fresh air, get out of here, clear your head. Mm-hmm. So here's a suspiciously labeled map mm-hmm. that I'm going to give you to tell you where to take a walk to. Yeah, and come right back. Just come back. It'll go around a beautiful park. It'll be fine. So he, he walks out, and it's not a beautiful park. Nope. It's some alleys and shit. And, like, as Kermit walks through, all the alleys close up. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, like, trapped. It's kind of trapped, yeah. And all the shutters close, and a hooded figure jumps out of the... Mm-hmm. out of the alley... And I remember being like, oh, is this where the Kermit the Frog hooded meme comes from? It is. I gotta say, Kermit is the most memeable Muppet. The one with the T is great. What movie is that from? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta figure out where that comes from. Yeah, maybe. But um, I did see one where it was the Hulk and Kermit like sitting on rocks looking at each other. And Kermit just says, I told you this wasn't easy. <laughs> Like, oh, cute. It's true. It's true. Kermit's here for you with the empathy. And also they're both owned by Disney. So that could be a f- theoretical crossover event. Mm. Just saying. Um, If we ever need to, like, bring the the Muppets into the Avengers fold. I would like have. the Avengers as Muppets. I Yeah, but that's what we need. This is going to sound terrible. There are not enough female Muppets I <sighs> to play the four female uh, Marvel so, characters. Uh, Janine is obviously um, Janine. She's obviously uh, Scar- Scarlet Witch. Okay, okay. I'm here for that. Or maybe Black Widow. Who? Okay, so who's Miss Piggy? No, Piggy's Widow. Piggy's Black Widow. Right, Miss Piggy is Black Widow. Obs. Obviously, so Janine Scarlet Witch. I would say Janine would be Carol Danvers. Miss Ooh, Miss Marvel. But she'd have to get a haircut, and I don't think she's here for that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She likes her long hair. Uh, yeah. I mean, I... And those are the only two women. (laughs) I think Posse is obviously Fat Thor. All all of the chickens are female, I guess. But, like... Technically? I don't know. I don't know what gender they are. So the chickens, the hens, Mm -hmm. would be the, um, the guards from Wakanda. Okay. And Gonzo is, of course, Black Panther. All right. Black Gonzo. Sure, sure. Is that racist? I don't know. It's I don't weird. know. Just Gonzo. He's just Gonzo. But he's, yeah, he's... Gonzo as Black Panther. As Black Panther. And then his his bodyguards are all the chickens. Okay. I'm here that, for that. That's fine. Uh, Fozzie is, bla- is is Fat Thor. Okay, but is he also Skinny Thor? 
I mean, in theory, but let's not get adventurous. Sure. Uh, Sam, the Eagle, Captain, Captain America, America, obviously. Yeah, that's done. Uh, Kermit is Iron Man. Interesting. Really? Interesting. I would do... Hmm. I mean, Bunsen? Okay, so... Uh, I mean, he's a scientist. Yeah. The problem is that... Kermit's real self-deprecating, and Iron Man's real... Co- <laughs> oh, guess... No, 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 he's not. Kermit is! No, no, I'm saying Iron Man is definitely yeah, and, not self-deprecating. Right, and Iron Man is real <laughs> cocksure. He has not so had like, a self-deprecating moment in his life. I kind of, I kind oh. of see him as Hulk. Ooh. It is green. He is green. He is self-deprecating until he loses his shit. And then he wrecks some people. <laughs> and then he wrecks I, some I stuff. I see that. Yeah. You've got me there. So I, I wanted uh, Bunsen as Reed Richards. Who is who? Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic okay. Four. But it was like not, not in the Marvel movies yet. <laughs> Fair. But like. He, Wasn't on my radar. He's a scientist and also very reckless. And like I, I was Beaker think, would be like the thinking, human torch. And just every so often would be like. Him. I was thinking Hank Pym. He could be Hank Pym. And then Beaker could be Ant-Man. Yeah, he could be. Hank Pym could be. Um, yeah. But yeah, not enough ladies in Scott the Muppets Lang. to do. I mean, like, let's not Avengers. let's not say that the Avengers are setting a high bar for no, female inclusivity. No, but they but have more like, than two out of a cast of thirty. So, in their defense, the Muppets had to do the best they could with like all male voices. All they male didn't, voices because they, they didn't didn't hire any women. They couldn't hire any women. I don't know why that happened. Patriarchy. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, and let's. Let's not let's not pretend like Fran like I don't know if, who played Francine as a voice. Not Francine. Her name's not Francine. Jan- Janine. Janine. I don't know who played Janine's voice, but we all is know it who. Janet? Is it Janine? What's her name? Janine. Janine. Uh, but we all know who did Piggy, which mm-hmm. is Yoda, which is Grover, Grover uh, which is Frank Oz. So like even the most iconic female Muppet is not in fact played by a female. It's okay. Is it? I mean, it is what it is. It's been what it is. So I think <laughs> I'd be interested to know who's doing Piggy now and if it's a lady. But yeah, I don't know. It Probably might still not. be Frank Oz. I feel like it has to be. I don't think Frank's let her go yet. Yeah. Just like Yoda is right. still Frank Oz. Right. He doesn't have to do that much. He can yeah. call in. Yeah. From his deathbed. Mm-hmm. He's not dying. He's not dying. <laughs> as far as we know. He's just old. But anyway. Um, anyway, all that to say. Um, Where Kermit takes a walk. Oh, Kermit takes a walk. Gets okay. attacked by the hooded guy. Yeah, a hooded frog who looks just like him. Who just smacks a mole on the side of his face. Right. And then disappears into the shadows. And then all the like windows reopen and people are like, oh! it, is, it is like Belle at the beginning of, uh, of Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast where she sings that song about how she hates everybody in the town. Yes. <laughs> The people of town are just like, oh, here's that bell, bell with that mean song about all of us again. But uh-huh. anyway, they like open their shutters like it's 1864. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, oh, yep. him, he's... He's here. It's Constantine. It's Constantine. It's the like it's evil and frog. froggen or whatever. Evil and froggen. Evil and froggen. And I was like, that's not even evil frog in German. <laughs> it's not. You looked it up and it's... I did Google it. I don't know how it's it is. It's like... Uh, man, I googled so many things for this movie. I lost it. Was it was so now. crazy. But anyway, but yeah, it's not that. It's not. It's not how you say and it. And so the police show up and arrest Kermit 
Immediately. Immediately. Just like with a second. German police are like on top of things. You can get mugged in New York and nobody fucking cares. If you and get murdered in Illinois, you have less than a 50% chance of being arrested, mm-hmm. which is slightly... If, if you get murdered or if you or no, are if you suspected murder... of committing murder. If you're murdered, your murderer has less than a 50% chance of being arrested. Mm-hmm. However, if you're a governor, it's... Um, a it's right Slight, at 50. It's right at 50%. Right, it's like 50% versus 49%. Yeah. Woot woot, Illinois. So you have a higher chance of going to prison for being elected governor than by, yeah. um, you know, by committing a meeting. So, you know, adjust your expectations accordingly and your right. career plans. But German German police. They're on it. On top of things. So, uh, and they immediately take Kermit, like, back to the Siberian Gulag. Like, that's... Right. They just have, like, a tube, like, an underground tube that goes straight to the no, Gulag where so, they just drop him off? So, they throw him in the back of this, like, pat- paddy wagon, and it says, like, police on the front, and then it, like, flips over, like, a bus, mm-hmm. like, destination that says Siberian Gulag. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, they just drive off. It's the next stop on the anyway. We'll just go right to the gulag. We'll drop them off. And so what service? It's I mean, it's efficient. Germans are efficient. Yeah. Driving right, right to the gulag. Mm hmm. So we flash back to the theater and Dominic and Constantine are there. And Constantine's trying to like fake a non Constantine took off his mole. No, he just painted over it. He painted over it. So there's like a there's like a like a button you can see Mm -hmm. uh, where the mole was. Yep, and Constantine's like, hello, friends, please listen to Mr. Dominic, he is charging now. You know, like, he's very bad, broken English with a Russian accent. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see Dominic's, like, cringing, like, they're never going to buy it. And then the Muppets are like, cool, all right. Right, apparently, you could just, you know, paint a paper bag green and all the Muppets would buy it. <laughs> like, they are famously not the world's most intelligent organisms. Are, yeah, yikes, not very... Astute. So this completes phase one of the plan, which phase is one. now to world's greatest burglary, according to Constantine. And then they're doing a little plot and plan mm-hmm. in a back room while the Muppets are doing the show. It was before they were doing the show. Well, it's yeah, it's before the show, but it's a musical about um, they're going to they're going to steal the crown jewels. But Constantine is number one and Ricky Gervais is it's number, number two, two. Yeah. and it's super debasing and humiliating for Ricky Gervais. Right, Ricky Gervais has to dance mon- monkey dance. Yeah, and by the way, did you know Ricky Gervais was in like a prog rock band in the nineties? Was that something that was filed in the uh, back of your head? That doesn't surprise me, but I don't think I knew it. Yeah, it's it's a thing. He was he was. Many people did things in the 90s. It, it happened to a lot that of us. We, you know. I dabbled in prog rock bands in the did 90s. Did you? No, I didn't. I don't think so. No, it hasn't come up before I, in a uh, relationship. I mean, occasionally there are things that have never come up before, like the fact that you don't like tomato soup, and I also don't like tomato soup, and we've been buying tomato soup for each other, thinking the other person liked it for like, oh, I don't know, 15 goddamn years. Yeah, that, uh, that was a recent discovery. <laughs> but... <laughs> embarrassingly recent discovery but no no they don't yeah but anyway he was so again so we talked about this ricky raised us like a whole musical number and he dances and he sings and he Mm -hmm. does like he actually i mean his character is not enjoying it but But he kind of feels like he's fine he's like and we were talking about this like how many broadway performers or mm-hmm. like or at least like high school musical performers went into acting 
and never get to do a musical again because that's just not... It's not the style. It's not what we do. Right, it's not what we do. You, they have to do drama all your, the time. Your options for musicals are basically Muppets and La La Land. Mm -hmm. Like, those have been the musicals over the last 20 years. Right. I, I know very few exceptions to that, except for, mm -hmm. like, maybe a couple episodes of, like, random TV shows like Buffy. Mm -hmm. But, like... You just don't get to do musicals and the silliness and the cheesy. Right. That that is. You're like, wait a minute. Is this a musical? Yes. And so they have a whole thing and then it's like, all right, time, time for the show. Okay. So during this, there is um, Constantine the Frog dancing usually on a rail. Yeah. And like half of it is practical and half of it is CG. And it is very noticeable yeah. what is CG and what is practical. Like, it is so distracting. The CG is very bad. Yeah, it really is. So, And it wasn't that long ago. No. I was disappointed. Disappointing in the CG. I it came like, down to bad lighting. I was like, do it practically. The lighting for the CG model was wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was something they got. It's too shiny. It's always too shiny. Yeah. Well, and like, lighting is really hard because like you have practical physical lights lighting a room and then to reproduce how that reflects and shines on a model mm -hmm. is really hard. Well, and what I was annoyed about was, like, they made Muppets ride actual bicycles in the 70s. Like, you can figure out how to do this practically, motherfuckers. Like, yeah. you don't need to put this on the computer. Yeah, this was, like... This was an unnecessary distraction. They made a fish dance in Emmett Adler's Doug Band Christmas. <laughs> like... It'll look better guys, than this. You guys can do anything. Come on. Yeah. I expect better of you, Muppeteers. Yep. But um, the show is starting, and they go and get him, and Constantine has to go out and introduce the show. Right. And he does the thing where Kermit busts through the O of the Muppet show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hi-ho there, Kermit T. Frog here. Yeah, but he, like, panics. He sees a, crowd, a wall of people. Right, and he that gets all blurry. And literally passes and out. And he passes out. And then Scooter's <laughs> like, hey, we're gonna have this show. Like, yep. welcome. Yep. We and so for our first act, it's Christoph Waltz dancing a waltz, right? Which is funny, and which, it's actually and a hundred percent what the Muppet Show would have done. Like it was so on brand, mm -hmm. uh, and so he's doing that, and he's doing it with like that big weird mop monster. I don't know what that guy's called. Yeah, but Christoph is the the mop monster is in a dress. Yeah, he's in like a big poofy gown. Yeah, and Christoph is dancing with. The Mop Monster, which I don't want to assign a gender to in this situation because, honestly, I didn't check. Yeah, who who even knows? I'm not going yeah, there. Yeah, it's fine. And um, they have a good dance, but the Mad Bomber right. character... Explodes it all! Blows up the set. And while he's blowing up the set, Dominic is down below hitting a wall with a sledgehammer. With every explosion, so that the noise and the rumble from the sledgehammer going through the wall doesn't distract the audience. Right. So they end up break. He ends up breaking into a portrait gallery with Constantine. Yes, him and Constantine go into the portrait gallery, and they steal a couple of paintings. It's really Just like, cut a, them out of the like a very Thomas Crown affair, very much like vibe, very much. But then, on the way out, Dominic mm. leaves a coin. Leaves a coin, like gold coin with a lemur on it. Whatever that's about, right? Sure. And so they get back. 
And the show ends and that kind of moves on. But then the next thing we see is Sam the Eagle and this French detective in the portrait gallery trying to figure out what's going on. Right. So first French detective is there from Interpol. He's uh, Ty Burrell. Yep. <laughs> with, a, with a pencil thin mustache, which it's is, gr- I think, a, drawn on with uh, like an eyebrow pencil. Like, just like, choop, choop. Yeah, it's great. Right. And Sam the Eagle shows up. And he was like, I'm CIA. This is uh, my jurisdiction. He's like, how the fuck can be th- this be your jurisdiction? This is Berlin and I'm Interpol. This is my jurisdiction. Here's my badge. And it's bigger than yours. And he was like, well, that was just my travel badge. <laughs> like, this is my real badge. He was like, oh, this is my real badge. And he like busts out, open his shirt. And it's like a whole chest plate badge. Yeah. Um, yeah, because one of the paintings, didn't say which one, was on loan from the Met. So it's technically Sam's jurisdiction. And Interpol's like, fuck you. That's not, that's not how any of this works. No, no. Um, and then a UPS guy shows up with his giant badge. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody is like, you win, but just for now. I guess yeah. we have to work together. By the way, did you catch who UPS guy was? No, not uh, at all. He was on there for a nanosecond. Nanosecond. And he's credited as UPS guy. And it's James McGavery. Who is James McGavery? Uh, he was Professor X in the most recent like run of Which X-Men I did not movies. See. He was in um, that movie between the two Unbreakable films. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember. It wasn't Glass. It wasn't Unbreakable. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know. He played a guy with a bunch of personalities. I don't know if uh, I saw that either. fantastic. Okay. It's, it's not your thing. Yeah. But. So he's in movies that are not my thing. Yeah. Except for Muppet movies. But, like, <laughs> but he's a, famous. For and, a walk-on uh, cameo, you're just like, what the f- this is so cameo riddled that I'm like, if you see their face and they speak lines, they're famous. Probably. That's probably true. All right. So um, they're trying to figure it all out. Meanwhile, they're on on the train. Um, the Muppets are traveling away and Ricky Gervais and Constantine are looking at the back of these photo or right. paintings. And in a, in a real uh, national treasure moment. Yeah. On the back of one of the paintings, because they had to steal all the paintings to cover their tracks, but only one of their paintings they really cared about, mm-hmm. uh, was a secret message. Yeah. And that secret message is like, I hid my key in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's like blah, 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 something, something, Madrid. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you couldn't read any of the language, but Madrid was the same word. <laughs> right. And so, like, oh, well, I guess we got to go there. So they just reroute the entire Muppet production to right, the next, next show in Madrid. Next stop, Madrid. Um, back at the Gulag, mm-hmm. Kermit gets dropped off. Right. Uh, and he goes in like Hannibal Lecter, like on a cart with like the face mask, like he's mm-hmm. some sort of super arch criminal, which I guess Constantine is. Right. But I mean, it's Kermit. But it's Kermit, yeah. And they just kind of drop him off. And they drop him off the courtyard, and first thing you notice, there's a dude that's wearing a crown. Right, he's the prison suit. king. Yeah, he's the prison king, and he's like, oh, you're back, so I guess this crown is yours now, Constantine. I'm sorry, I was just keeping it for you. Uh, Sergei, you need, need, you, need yeah. you to redo that, make that smaller again. Uh, and the prison king is, of course, played by... Jermaine Clement. Yeah, Guys, I recognize Jermaine Clement without glasses. It's a big thing. <laughs> and he had a terrible Russian accent. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and behind him, another great uh, kind of moment is um, another actor that we all recognize. Right. 
Which one? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. And did you catch who Danny Trejo is playing in this movie? Danny Trejo. Indeed. He's just himself. Right. Uh, Which is weird. Yeah, we. there's a point where later, where mm. the guard says goodnight, everyone like full Walton style, like, goodnight, Prison King, goodnight, Big Papa, goodnight, Skull Crusher, goodnight, Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, goodnight. It's super <laughs> so rare. Good. It's like... And he like kind of is like, I'm like a really bad guy and a murderer. And you're like, you're Danny Trejo. Yeah, you can pull that off. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll That's believe really, it. That's really in your wheelhouse. Uh, but the guard shows up. Mm-hmm. And while Kermit's insisting he's not... He's not guilty. He's not He's not Constantine. He's not who they think he is. Right, there was some like, misunderstanding. Doesn't fucking matter to me. You're mine, mine now. Mine now, bitch. Welcome to the big house. I'm Tina Fey. I'm Tina fucking Fey. And they <laughs> sing a whole song. About welcome to the big house. Yeah, and how like you're in a gulag, you're not getting out. Like, but it's great. It's like a free hotel. Like everything's free. It's not great, <laughs> but like you know, it's free. Right. So, but like Tina Fey, like first off, singing in a terrible Russian accent. <laughs> terrible Russian accent, but I she I think could do better, but was told specifically was told not like, to. No, doers, doers, like that's too good. But she is just. Again, you can tell she's absolutely having the time of her life. Oh, so fun. Chewing the scenery in this musical number as a musical number. Because, again, you know, she doesn't get to do musicals. Nobody right. does nobody musicals. Nobody gets to do musicals. <laughs> and nobody gets to be in Muppet movies, which, I mean, as she's she's not significant off of our age. Like mm-hmm. She's pretty similar to our age. Like Muppet movies were just a staple. Like that was just a thing. Right. And now you get to be in one. Like that's. It, it would be pretty fucking cool. I'm pretty, not going to lie. Like how. Honestly, if I ever have the <laughs> opportunity to act opposite of Kermit Defrog. Yes. Like I'm going for I would it. Do it. It would. I would love that. And I would cherish that moment mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And Tina, you got it. Good for Good you. Job. I Good respect job. you for taking this job and just running with it and giving mm-hmm. it your all. And honestly, it was fantastic. But yeah. she does this whole musical number. Um, with the other prisoners. With the other prisoners. Which she has rehearsed before because she was like, ready, boys? And she like Yeah, like I guess this in. is the orientation video, right. but in musical right, form. in musical form. So, um, flashback to the train. Meanwhile. Yeah, so they figure... Uh, Dominic and Constantine are discussing, like, we need to find this key, and it's in a statue. Mm-hmm. But in this museum. In a, in a certain museum, but conveniently, there's a theater right next to it. Right, there's always theaters next to these museums. So that'll be convenient, and then Miss Piggy, like, barges in. Right, and it's like, hey, I need to talk to you about some stuff. Like, we need to have out, like, how you treated me, it's not okay. And Constantine Kermit is like, Fuck off. Fuck you. I don't have time for this. I don't appreciate being interrupted while I'm trying to plot evilly. Like, goodbye. And she just, like, backs up like, whoa, that's not our dynamic. Right. It's not what I'm used to. It's like, I guess I'll go. I'll go. And Dominic is like, yo. Whoa, time out. If you want this to work, like, you have to pass as Kermit. Which means, like, you have to give Miss Piggy whatever she wants. Like... Yeah, she calls the shots. Right, you, if, you got to deal with it. Yeah, because if you get if you get called out and start being too weird, they're gonna suspect. Yeah, so he goes. So Constantine goes to Miss Piggy's 
Um, to apologize. Yeah, to apologize. And then has this super weird, I can give you what you want, musical mm-hmm. number. It's a disco musical number. He wears a white silk shirt and a sparkly uh, gold chain. And he has chest hair. As a frog. For some reason. Yeah. I mean, it completes the ensemble. It does complete the ensemble. But... It's very strange. Because at first strange. I was like, maybe that's just... Uh, a shadow from his like or frill, maybe a tattoo, maybe peeking Ooh, out. Maybe, but no, it, no, it but caught the light. It but is full on fur. Yeah, it is it's what chest it is. Hair. And um, kind of convinces her like, I'm here for you. I am your doormat. Like, right, I can give you what you want. I can fulfill all your fantasies. Like, you know, just let me know. Yep. And so she kind of gets done. She's like, okay. That's, that's that's a little more like it. That's the beta but... male that I like, but also I'm a little confused. <laughs> right. Like we've, we've kind of swung the oh, pendulum yeah, a, a little, little bit, too, bit too much. Yeah. And then the Muppets all show up and they're like, "Hey, by the way, we we're here. We're going to Madrid. We need to figure out what we're doing for the show." And Constantine's like, "Yeah, whatever. Do you want? Do, do what you want to do. You can do that show." And like earlier, everybody was throwing ideas, and Kermit's like, "No, that no, we can't do the indoor running of the bulls. That's right. Way that's too way big. too dangerous." Like, but he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And and everybody's like, "But if but if he gets to do this, why can't I do my five songs? Like, do it, do whatever." And Scooter's like, "But now now the show's gonna be like three hours long," and Constantine's like, "Whatever, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be People fine. are paying do, to come see the Muppets. Do what Let's you do the Muppet show." Uh, and then we cut to Constantine sitting in his room practicing being Kermit. Right, with the with the tapes? Yeah, with the tapes. He's getting all the lines wrong and all the inflections wrong. Hilo, Kermit, frog here. Yes. And then we're in Madrid. And the opening sequence of The Muppet Show. Okay, so when The Muppets performed... In Germany, you didn't see them translate the song. Well, Kermit passes out because, you know, it's like, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Muppet Show. Yay. And then it's it's time to make the music. Right. Right. Well, Kermit pa- Constantine passes out and Scooter has to come in and he's just like, uh, throw it to the waltz with waltz. Like, right. He gets we're, out. We're of skipping it. all of the intro. OK. Right. And so this time he does the yay. It's still not quite perfect, but he does it all in Spanish. Yes. And then flamenco guitar, and they do the entire intro to the Muppet Show in. Now my Spanish is rusty as fuck. Yeah. And I don't. I wasn't like, yeah, this makes sense. I was just like, I only am picking out a few words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't val- validate the accuracy of the Spanish that they're using. Right. Because uh, it was a little too fast and I was a little too drunk. Right. Also, but but whatever Spanish words they used rhymed. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, well, and that, that is the trial when trying to translate poetry or trying to translate music is that there's the spirit and also the rhythm and rhyme and the actual <laughs> words. And, like, you can't get it all right. So I do remember translating Spanish poetry. <laughs> Spanish poetry is some weird shit. Uh, in Spanish class, I don't know, in high school. And there was definitely, like, uh, your breasts are like two heaps of wheat. Where did they go? Yeah. <laughs> Cordoba, lejana y sola. I was like, what? This is not flattering. Jaca negra, nuna grande, y acetunas en mis afrojas. 
I remember that. We had to memorize that poem back in AP what, Spanish. What does that mean? Uh, Cordoba, which is the name of the city. Um, Lejana is so, uh, it's like dark and alone. Uh-huh. Uh, but like not dark like black, but dark like m- obscured by fog and musk or something. I don't know. Um, Haka Negra, um, which is like black uh, donkey. Mm-hmm. Luna Grande, big big moon, and acetunas in mis aforjas, which of course means, uh, I believe, tuna in my pockets. No, uh, clothes, uh, figs in my saddlebags. Figs in my saddlebags. I believe is what it was, or maybe dates. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember that, like, as a <laughs> poetry is weird, and poetry in other languages is extra weird. <laughs> yeah, because you you miss out a lot of the context and right of what it. makes it cool. But anyway, um, but they do the whole thing in Spanish and then they start the show, which is just a train wreck. First off, the running of the bulls, who shows up to be the celebrity Selma king. Selma Hayek. Selma fucking Hayek is in this film for two minutes. For two minutes. With Gonzo, which right. again. And she's like, hey, I don't, I don't want to do this, Gonzo. And Gonzo's like, trust me, it'll be great. She's like, I don't feel like it's safe. Of course it's not safe. Right. And then they just do it. <laughs> um then piggy does the macarena mm-hmm. uh during this whole thing constantine and dominic are breaking into the museum next door and, and smashing, smashing all the busts all the busts looking for the key in a head of course they get to the very last one and smash it yeah and that's where they find the key to the man forgotten by time is the label on it and uh because he's like oh that looks a lot like you and you look at it it's a bust of ricky gervais it is a bust of ricky gervais which he had to smash he i wonder sp- how he felt about that um uh, complicated or also the check <laughs> also cleared. the check cleared. so you do what you do right um and i mean you do what you do but also ricky gervais was undoubtedly the human with the most screen time right in this right movie. no he, so like it's true he was yeah the star of the show who's not a fine puppet. uh so he smashes it and they find a key and a note that's and like it's labeled like, like Whoever's key. I don't remember. Colonel Boat. Colonel Blood. Yeah. Colonel Blood's key. And they're like, oh, it's nice that they labeled that. Yeah, yeah. And then you flip it over and it's like, to find the locket, which is like the last part of yeah. the puzzle, you have to go to... Ireland. Yeah, Ireland. Yeah, the Bank like, of, of the Air. Ire. Yeah. It's like, oh, of course. Or in the vaults of the Ire. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the Bank of Ireland. Obviously Ireland. Bank of Ireland. So like, next up, Dublin. Let's right. do this. So, show ends... Mm-hmm. Um and Walter is concerned. Um, so Selma Hayek, the run- indoor running of the bull goes terribly. Selma mm-hmm. Hayek almost dies. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Uh, this is not okay." And Gonzo's like, "Yeah, who would have thought that indoor bull riding would have gotten out of control?" And she was like, "Literally everyone, <laughs> like, like everyone." I mean, I did just a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, but after the show. Walter comes up and is like, hey, um, that was really weird, right? Like, we all agree Kermit's acting weird, and everybody's like, no, nope, nah, seems nah, fine to me. I'm getting weird. what I want. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not asking questions. Um, and then he's like, huh, I want to keep an eye on things. And you can see him start to kind of pivot towards... Right, starting to get the wheels turning. Um, meanwhile, we flash to Interpol headquarters, where Sam is sitting there looking at the French guy who's like, just looking at this map. With, like, light bulbs on it. Cardboard. It's like, in the U.S., we have, like... LED satellite maps that can show us all in real time all the stuff that happens. You're like, yeah, we have we have the map. It's like, that's just, like, cardboard with Christmas lights. He's like, it's our map. It's our map. And then it blinks. He's like, oh, blinky, blinky, time to go. Ah, we are off to Madrid. And, like, they just go out and they get in 
the car. It's a very tiny car. Yeah. It's comically tiny. Comically tiny. And they squish in there and they drive off. And it only takes 37 hours to get to Madrid. Right. From Berlin? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, probably not. But also they're in a super comically tiny car. So right. Like, Who that's knows? part of the gig. Who knows? And Sam figures out, hey, there's a poster for the Muppet Show out here. Right. They were in Berlin when the last thing got happened. Yeah, like right next to the place. What does that say to you? And it's like, they like museums? It's like, like, no, they're suspects. Let's bring them in. Let's bring them in. And of course, they have an entire interrogation. Oh, first he's like, but it's my break. Like, it's, you know, two o'clock, end of my day. And he sits down and he's like, ugh, I guess I'll have to do this myself. And he's like, oh, I guess overtime. And he stands up. Yeah. There's many, many, many jokes about uh, his... Needing to go on vacation and stuff. Yeah, which honestly, having worked with French people, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, so our son was like, so do the French not work hard? And I was like, oh no, they like hustle. They get the work done. But also, they're not as much in the late capitalistic churn. And they have better work-life balance. So like, you know, I'm not mad at them. They got it figured <laughs> out. It's fine. Like, God like bless. I, like, if I could get that job, I would. I'm not mad at all. But anyway, so they decide to do their job mm-hmm. in the form of a musical interrogation. Musical interrogation. And it's No More Questions, I think, mm-hmm. is the name of the piece, where they are interrogating people. And it's like a duet trio mm-hmm. thing. Between the person and the, yeah, there's and the, the two cops. The two cops and the person. And they do this interrogation. And... Yeah, it's first, fantastic. It's great. First, it, they interrogate Kermit. Then they interrogate Miss Piggy. When they interrogate Miss Piggy, the French guy was like, ooh, it's time to play romantic cop. Like, a nice cop. And he flips the table over and it's like set, like a set uh, like tablecloth bistro. bistro with plates Candle. and like a Chianti bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And Sam's like, wait, I don't know this one. <laughs> like... <laughs> And the whole time he's interrogating Miss Piggy, he's, like, dropping uh, pig puns. Yeah. And Miss Piggy eventually, like, gets mad. (laughs) It's like, fuck you. (laughs) But, like, also, when... So they do the interrogation, and it's this, like, kind of Mm pitter-pat, like, trio. And then they go behind the scenes, behind the glass. And talk. And talk. But the, the talk is, like, super fast patter between mm-hmm. Sam Eagle and the detective where they're like shooting at each other. Right. And like they had to have done it. Like they couldn't have done it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And like the rhythm of it is really tight and the two of them interlock their lines and like rhymes. Right. It's some real it's some real Gershwin bullshit. Yeah, like just from some <laughs> yeah, just from the it it's it it verges on Hammerstein Rogers and Hammerstein. Like it's really <laughs> really well done. Like kudos to whoever put that together. Uh, but it's, they basically come around to be like, those idiots don't know There's no anything. way, there's no way they're criminal, criminal masterminds. Like, they don't know, they're not capable of being culpable. So the only thing is that, like, Constantine Kermit was the first person they interviewed, and he was like, I was on stage the whole time, everybody saw me, there's no way I could be responsible for all of this. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of have to discount him, but he wasn't in, like... He, like, if they would have really checked on him, they would have figured out that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. But he's only on stage at the beginning and then at the end. Like, he has, like, and the show was extra long. He had, like, three hours to do whatever he wanted. Right. 
but they don't really follow up on that and so mm -hmm. they kind of lose sight of that whole thing um because they could have figured that out but also flazzy bear's dumb as shit <laughs> yeah he really is and doesn't know anything so uh, so they're like, all right, so these guys are obviously not to blame, but we got to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Then we flash back to the gulag where um, Kermit's Kermit, trying to escape. Yeah. The first thing he does, he tries to Shawshank through the poster of Miss Piggy. Right. I was like, where do you get a poster of Miss Piggy? Uh, yeah, I can get you. The internet's a beautiful place. Right. The internet of the gulag. Yes. Yeah. And they can just Amazon Prime packages and be like, this is for Kermit. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, I assume they probably check it for contraband, but right. there you go. Uh, but he pulls down the thing and there's Tina Fey in the tunnel. She's like, this is the first thing people try. And then she, they go through a couple of different ways that people try to escape. And she keeps just turning up there. Like, She's like, look, I have a Netflix account. I've watched every Prison Break movie, even ones in space. So, <laughs> so you're not like, getting out. You're not getting out. But. What you can do is we have a annual review, you know, like we do it so the prisoners don't riot. You can direct that. And he's like, I mean, I'm not really in that business anymore. Like my my friends and family kind of forgot me. And like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I can do it again. And she's like, look, this is prison. I'm not asking. <laughs> like, like you're doing, you're doing this. this. So like, just suck it up. She's like, you're doing it or I'm sticking you to the wall. Or I'm I'm gonna take you to the wall. It's like why would I be afraid of a wall? And she marches him outside and licks him. She licks him, like you do, and throws him against the wall. And he sticks because it's it's Siberia. Also, there are a number of other people stuck to this metal wall. Oh yeah, so many. And which implies that Tina Fey has been licking a lot of prisoners. So, so much licking. Which I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean, you do you, Tina, but. Yeah, if she had, like, a brush of water, you know, like... Like, if there's like, a bucket of water right there. A bucket there. of water right there, sure. But, yeah, the licking is a weird it's feature. It's weird, it's weird. And he's like, I hate that, you know, and other people stuck to the wall are like, you should just go direct the play. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, okay, fine. We'll never, we'll never get out of here. Right. So, we flash back. Now we're with the investigators. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, sorting through the evidence. And they're like, okay, so, turns out... Um, tomorrow's Muppet Show is next to a museum in Dublin. What do you say? Not a museum, a bank. Or next to a bank in Dublin. What do you say we go see the Muppet Show and then... See what happens. See what happens. If nothing happens, nothing happens. But if something happens, we were ahead of the game. And they're like, sounds great. Let's, let's get on it. So they take off. Also, the French one has been um, tracking the lemur. Yes. His nemesis. His per he was, he's, he's the number two criminal mastermind, and he's his own personal nemesis. Right. And the and so the coins that Ricky Gervais has been leaving, he left at the first scene, and then the second one, we didn't mention it, but it's there too. He keeps finding these little coins. He's like, he's taunting me. I have to find him. And so he's like, maybe we'll find the lemur at the third show. Right. And they, is this when they think that the lemur is Fozzie Bear? Yeah. They, they're, no, no. That's going to be later. Okay. That's going to be later. Um, but we go to the train and Walter is trying to get other people like, is Kermit acting weird? I feel like Kermit's acting weird. I know I haven't known him as long as you guys have known him because Walter is the brother from the last movie. Right. Who was a Muppet and like wanted to find his people and stuff. Right. And everybody's kind of like, eh, I baby. mean, you know. A little weird. And Fozzie's the only kind of the one that kind of goes in with that. But 
he's mm-hmm. still a little shaky on it. He's like, maybe a little. Right. Like, but there's at least a kink there. Right. And Animal always knew, but like, it's just too much of a chaos monkey. Well, Animal, do we don't know Animal it? yet. We don't know about Animal yet, but mm-hmm. it'll, it'll come into play. And so we go back to the gulag. Like, this is where it gets really flashy because there's like three different, four different plots going on. There's right. the investigators, there's Dominic and uh, Ricky Gervais. Dominic. There's Walter. Dominic is Ricky Gervais. Or Dominic and, yeah, Dominic, Dominic Constantine. Uh, there's Walter as he's figuring things out. And then there's the rest of the Muppets. And then there's kind of the rest of the Muppets. And also Kermit mm-hmm. in the gulag. Did I say that one? I think you might have said that one first. Maybe. I don't know. We're both a little drunk. It happens. So anyway, so we're back at the gulag and they're auditioning. Or they're watching the first production number that's going on and it's awful. Also, we introduce a new gulag member. Mm-hmm. Who's Big Papa? Big Papa. Ray fucking Leota. It's true. <laughs> rolls up in this movie, like, with lines and choreography. And, and song. And a song. And, like, just goes for it. Truly, everyone here is just acting their hearts out. I love like, it. It's so good. Everyone's so good. Yeah, but they're trying to perform End of the Road. Mm-hmm. Like, the classic, like, right. R&B kind of thing. And it's terrible. Oh, and Kermit's man. like, we're just going to have to, like, tear this down and start over. And Tina's like, well, welcome to the family. You're one of us now. Right. Like, and we're literally like, but we love boys to men. That's <laughs> great. Then we're back in Dublin. Walter's <laughs> following Dominic, trying to figure out what's going on. And it turns out that Dominic is paying off journalists and also giving away free tickets that he's paying for mm-hmm. in order to get the full audience and everybody giving standing ovations. Like, he's... Really, you know, right. lazy. Right. And Walter immediately goes back to Fozzie. He's like, listen, he's paying off. He's, he's paying off journalists for good reviews. And he's paying people to sit in the theater. And Fozzie's like, really? Why didn't we think of that? And Walter's like, that's, Wal- that's not the takeaway. Like, right. And Walter's like, uh, and Fozzie's like, I mean, that's terrible. Also... <laughs> But then Fozzie has a newspaper. He's like, hey, I want to show you something. This is really scary. And it's a picture of Constantine on the front. And Fozzie takes his finger and covers Constantine's mole. And they're like, ah! It's Kermit! It's Kermit! How do you get in the paper? And then he takes the thing off and it's got the mole. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's the scary guy! And then he covers the mole again. Oh, it's Kermit. That's fine. That's really cool that he's on the front page. Oh my gosh, it's the scary guy! He's like, I know, right? That's really weird. So weird. And... Um, they're like, wait, what if the reason Kermit's been acting so weird is that Kermit's not Kermit? Dun, dun, dun. So Walter and Fozzie walk in to confront Constantine and be like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Are you or are you not a criminal mastermind? Was Animal there? No. Well, sort of. So the two of them confront him at first and they're yelling, you know, they're kind of like. They have a kerfuffle? Well, they they start to have a kerfuffle because Constantine's going to, you know, he's like a trained assassin. So he's going to take care of these guys. But right before, like, as he's moving in, Animal just drops out of the fucking ceiling. Like, he deuce ek mechanas from right. this whole thing. And like and he was like, bad frog! Bad frog! And bites Constantine. And then Fozzie and Walter are able to jump out the window. And then Animal shortly follows and onto a cargo train going the other direction to get out of the situation. Which happens to be going to Siberia. Well, no, not at all. It's just going out of town. 
And they're like, well, that kind of confirms that. And Fozzie's like, yeah, like, what did it confirm? He's like, well, he's Constantine. And Animal's like, Animal always know. And you're like, <laughs> why did you say How anything? How is that not helpful, Animal? He's like, and he's just like, well, I got my drum solo, I guess. So, like, right. it was working for me until it wasn't. So... Uh, why rack the boat, right? Right, right. And they're like, we have to go break. Well, that means if Constantine is here, the frog in the gulag is probably Kermit. Like, we have to go rescue him. Right. So, back of the gulag, Kermit's doing musical additions. So good. So good. And they're, doing a, they're doing a chorus line. Yeah, and they do additions about, like, the musical number is about doing auditions for a musical number. Right. Like you said, it's it's a chorus line. It's, it's the first, yeah, it's the first part of the chorus line where they're all like, "God, God, I need this job. <laughs> like, I hope I get it." Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and they're like, "How many men and how many girl parts are there?" Mm-hmm. There, other than Tina Fey, there. This is a men's prison. It's a men's prison, so it's weird. But at the end, Tina Fey stands up and like, "God, I need this job." And then everybody's kind of like, "That was weird," and she just kind of walks off. Well, no, uh, Kermit's like. That was amazing. But I think that we should keep this review prisoners only. And she's like, you're right, Kermit. You're always right. And then she walks off and she opens her cabinet. Right. There's a whole terrifying stalker shrine shrine to Kermit the Frog. It's um really weird. It's a lot. It's Not a lot. Earned. She takes like a little cut out character of Kermit and kisses him. And she's like, you will never leave me. Like, you are here forever. And then cut. And you're right. like, wait, what? Just, what the so fuck just happened? she knew that he was Kermit the whole time. Yeah. So, she's fine with that? I guess. It's a real misery problem. Where it's like, I love you so much that I'm going to destroy your life so that you're only with me. Yeah, I mean, that seems, unfortunately, kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Back in Ireland... Uh, Constantine is now announcing that Fozzie and Walter have quit. Right. Doesn't mention Animal at all? Doesn't mention Animal at all. Because Constantine doesn't know who Animal is. Constantine is like, the boy and the bear and their little dog, like, were on to me. So, I sent, like... They, they, they're gone now. They're I took gone care now. Of them. I took care of them. And everyone is, like, really more concerned than Kermit is. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, it happens. It is, you know, it was the right move for them. I don't, I wish them well. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, no, we're like a fucking family. That's like not what we do at like, all. Yeah. At one point, one of the, the one weird guy with the fish is like, wait, you can quit the Muppets? <laughs> like that thought never <laughs> occurred to him in 50 years. Right. You're allowed to quit. Yeah. Who knew? Um, and so they're like kind of starting to feel the edges of this is wrong. This seems weird. Yeah. And, like, um, the show starts, mm-hmm. and immediately, um, they, you know, Dominique and, um, Constantine are in the bank vaults, like, trying to navigate through how that works. And they manage to find the locket. Right. But they leave behind a rubber chicken. A rubber chicken to frame Fozzie at the mm -hmm. scene of the crime. Yep. And so they get that done. They get back just in time that Piggy is singing My Heart Will Go On. Right. This is phase three of their plan. 
and Piggy and Kermit Constantine stops the show and at first Piggy's royally pissed about right, that. Right, like I was in the middle of my Celine Dion uh, show. You know her. She works in Vegas. Yes. And he's like, no, I need to ask you something. Will you marry me? And proposes right there. And everybody goes nuts and claps and then applauds. And every, and she's like, of course I will. Good. That we will get we will get married in um, the Tower of London. In, in two days. Two days. Right. The most romantic location, the Tower of London. Is it? No. I, I It's had a few too many executions to be the world's most romantic location. It's I'm just going to put that out so there. There's so many fucking ravens. <laughs> I don't know that ravens are a deal breaker for me. I'm no, no, not at all. Crows and ravens, I'm kind of here for. Right. But, um... Yeah. yeah. No, not with the murders. That's really kind of... a lot, yeah. Yeah, and so that's the whole point, is they need to get to London to steal these jewels. So... At the end of the show, they're like, all right, well, we're going to London. And everybody's like, well, what happens when you guys get married? Like at the end of the show, at the end of the tour, when you guys are married, what happens to the rest of the Muppets? And Kermit's like, whatever you want. I don't care. No, I, I do. I don't I don't give a fuck. Like, right. I'm going to step down from being your manager and you guys are going to figure it out. Yep. I'm out later. Good luck. Goodbye. And Piggy then has a musical number. Yeah, with Celine Dion as her fairy godmother. Credited as Piggy's fairy godmother is Celine Dion. Right. Well, she's got doubts about this wedding of like, wait. This seems weird. Like, I've always wanted this thing, but now that I actually have it, is this what I want? But like, something seems off. Right. And how can something that that is so right and is what I've always wanted feel so wrong? Yeah. And she's really conflicted. And like the Electric Mayhem also seems some great backup parts. Everyone is conflicted. Everyone yeah. is like, this seems weird. Yeah. like, But I'm getting what I want. But it seems weird. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what's going on. And so we flash back to the gulag. Mm-hmm. And... Is this the, the night of... The night the, of the show. The review. Right. And Ro Walter, Fozzie, and Animal all kind of like poke their heads in and they're like... <gasps> It's Kermit. We found him. Yay. You're like, hey, Kermit, come with us. And they need to go. They do a whole big plot dump on like what's been happening up to date and why they need Kermit to come with them. And Kermit's like kind of conflicted because he's in the middle of a show. And he's well, it's a, the beginning of the show. He hasn't started yet. That's true. He's an obliger. So he's got to like see his his thing through before he goes on to the next thing. Right. Somebody in this room could understand. Right. He is an obliger. I agree. Yeah. Um, Animal also knew, he admits he knew Animal, like, Kermit had been placed the whole time. And Kermit is pissed that they took either, A, took so long to notice he was missing, or B, Animal knew and didn't do anything. Like, both of those are horrible. Right. Like, I can't believe, I'm your best friend. I can't believe that you didn't notice that I was replaced by an evil mastermind. I feel like you guys don't know me at all. Mm hmm. But the show's kind of going on behind them, and they're like, all right, well, we got to get out. Like, we got to save Piggy, at least. Like, can you spot us that? And he's like, all right, fine. I'll do it for the rest of the Muppets. Let's get going. They flashback. Um, the great escapo is doing his escape. No, no, no. Thing. So they run away, and that's when. Uh... Crap, what is his name? Mm... Ray Liotta? Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Tucci. The guard. Stan Stanley Tucci, the guard, like, shoots at him. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm in the gulag. <laughs> yeah, we got to go another way. So uh, is that, he goes back and he, like, finishes. Right. That's uh, when you see the great escape of who is Tom fucking Hiddleston. 
Again, the, the owned... greatest capo is at the very end of the. No, because oh, he's he's beginning? right before. Well, it's towards the end. The show's been going on. Oh, Great okay. Escapo, like, does his thing. And then it's the Coal Mine musical number. That's mm-hmm. the last thing. Where, you know, working in a coal mine. Yeah. Going and down. Truly, down. the, like, singing and dancing is so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> the person who is just uh to the left of Jermaine Clement is, like, killing it. Like, I really... Oh, he's in it. I really wanted it to be Chris Pratt. Like... Yeah, <laughs> like, it was it was so good. <laughs> he was like super like exaggerated and like it was swaying the and, best. And, like gyrating. Right. Gyrating so anyway, the they're that. like working in a coal mine, and in the uh, dance, they uh, bust a hole in the floor and escape. Yeah, and they escape. Also, I'll point out this is a mirror of the same technique Constantine is using because they're using the musical to cover up mm-hmm, to cover up the smashing. The smashing, like there's plausible deniability of like, right? You know, something's happening, but also we're not really acknowledging it's happening because there's something covering it up on the front end. Because apparently, Kermit and Constantine are not that far apart. Mm-hmm. But they managed to dig out, and then Tina Fey realizes it just, like, stands up and screams no. Right. Oh, shit. All my prisoners are gone. No. I think she just screams Kermit, like, at the end. She's very sad that Kermit is gone, but also all her prisoners are gone. So she's in in real trouble. Yeah. And so um, they managed to get into, like, a vehicle of some sort, and they're like, all right, we're off to... Off to London to crash a wedding. Let's do this. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Which, by the way, this is the thing I had to admit to my kids. Was like, I always thought that phrase was pedal to the middle, and I did not understand. It didn't make any sense. How that was the like, fastest part of the car. I always thought you pushed it all the way down. And then I realized, oh, no, the metal the is... Metal. Because our cars are plastic. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have metal. I never realized that my car was metal. Right, right. Because it wasn't. Anyway. So, boom. London. Mm-hmm. Um, no time at all. Yeah. They're sneaking in as florist into the wedding in the Tower of London because apparently security is super lax in the Tower of London so you can just like walk in as long as you're wearing like I'm a florist um and they kind of go to the room where Constantine's getting ready Mm -hmm. they have to hide real quick I don't know oh no they kind of divide so Walter and Animal go off on one thing Fozzie and Kermit are together they ended up in Constantine's room Fozzie lays on the floor and pretends to be a bearskin rug yes and um Kermit hides behind a frame, an empty frame. Mm-hmm. And Constantine, Which Constantine thinks is a mirror. Yeah, Constantine thinks is a mirror. And they do like the whole mirror gag thing where they're like putting on hats and like. Right. And like popping up and making uh, crazy faces. Yeah. Which is like a total Marx Brothers like. Oh, yeah. Cla- uh, classic vaudeville. Uh, uh, sketch. Sketch. But again, the Muppets are classic vaudeville in they a lot, are. They lot are. of ways. So that it, it works really well. And um, Sam Eagle and the detective uh, show up and arrest Fonzie and Kermit. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, found you, Constantine. Found you, Fozzie, suspect. Of, you know, we found your rubber chicken at the last thing. So, like, obviously right. the two You're of you the are You're the lever. Involved. Let's do this. And so um, now we're back inside to the wedding. Well, and this is when uh, Tyrell, as the French, was like... That's great, great timing, but it's time for me to go on my, like, mandated eight-week vacation. Bye! And his family's there with him. It's great. Right. Um, He's like, ciao! 
<laughs> and so we we busted to the the wedding. Well, and, and Sammy was like, "What am I supposed to do with them until the people come?" And he locks them in the tiny little car. That's true. That's true. So now we're in the wedding. Uh, one of the like pigs in space pigs mm-hmm. uh, is walking in, and uh, he's like, "Usher, I don't, I don't know where to go. I need an usher. Usher, is there an usher?" And somebody turns around, and it's Usher. It's Usher playing an usher. Playing an usher. Also and he's like, playing himself. Just, he just kind of shrugs. He's like, "I'm, I'm here. What's up?" He's like, "Pigger, pigger frog." You know, that's the the options for right. which side instead he wants. Of, instead of bride or groom, it's pigger frog. And this pig in space is like, "Where do you think?" And he's like, "I'm gonna go with pig." He's like, "Nope, I'm related to um to the frog by marriage." marriage so uh, I'll be over on that side. And so that, judgmental. And usher's just like. Like, <laughs> you know, these people are insane. So, um, so then we go to Ricky G, mm-hmm. Ricky Gervais. He's breaking into the Tower of London with the help of those creepy ass Muppet. Little Muppet baby babies. Not the, the Muppet babies. Which is a whole the, different thing. But the babies uh, who sang Broadway baby. Yeah. In the Muppet show. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was creepy then. It's creepy now. Right. They're super creepy, but they're helping uh, Ricky Gervais break into the Tower of London, and he's got he's got the key that opens the one room, and he gets into this room with like all these fucking lasers, right? Laser maze, and he's like, "Ugh, a laser maze." And I'm and not the, saying they used a body double, but they totally right. Used a body and then double. the babies take the baby powder and like poof it yeah. around so you can see the laser maze, mm-hmm. and then he jumps around like Catherine Zeta Jones. Yep, and. He ends up crawling up like this wall and he takes the locket that was in the basement of the uh, Ireland bank where the clue for it was in the head that was in Madrid. Like, and it was on the back of a painting, like the whole chain of custody. Yeah. custody. So how old is this locket? Because that had to be like the first thing you place right. in order to make the clues everywhere else. But he takes this like hundred plus year old locket at least. And sticks it into recess in the wall and turns off all the lasers. Boop, boop. How? How did this, like... Well, they just said that he was the person who got closest to stealing the crown jewels. I guess, but, like, it makes it seem like it was a long time ago. But it must have been last year. So how did he... (laughs) Yeah, like, how did he diffuse the lasers with a locket that's, like, a century plus old? Yeah, from the 1870s in, like, a Roman bust. I don't... I don't... It doesn't make sense. I mean, again... Talking frogs. It's a it's a real Thomas Crown affair shenanigans. Yeah. So, um, uh, so Fozzie and Kermit manage to break loose. Mm-hmm. Oh, because with the help of they they see uh, Piggy. Piggy getting ready going to the church. Uh, who is wearing a, a Vivian West uh like actual bridal gown from like an actual bridal center. <laughs> Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, even that's a cameo in this movie. <laughs> right. And I also feel like there's a moment where, like, Disney calls up someone, like, Vivian West is like, so we need a dress for one of our films. And they're like, okay, like. Like, it's for Miss Piggy. It's for Miss Piggy. Oh, fuck. Like, clear my table. Like, in. <laughs> like I got to dress Piggy? Yes. yes. She's uh, so fun. She's uh, fun. But yeah, and the gown is beautiful. Um, And he's like, oh, Kermit is like, oh, she looks so pretty. Like, I, I wish, I could, I could be there for her to tell her that like this is all a misunderstanding and a mistake. And Fonzie's like, yeah, that's really frustrating. And he like stamps his foot, and his foot goes through the car. And uh, 
Kermit's like, wow. And Fuzzy's like, yeah, this is not well made. <laughs> <laughs> so they manage to kind of and get And does out. another stomp. And then he can, like, walk the car, like, to where they're going. Right. And so they end up underneath the church while the wedding's going on upstairs. They're going through the basement. And they meet up with Animal and Walter, who help them get the rest of the way out of the car or whatever. Right. So they're free. And they're upstairs. The vowels are going on. And at one point, you know, um, Constantine gets, you know, you know, do you take this woman to be your wife or this pig to be your wife? Right. Says, I do. And they go to Piggy and they're like, do you take this man to be your husband? And she's like, uh, and everybody like leans in, uh, everybody leans in further. And she goes, I do. And the priest is like, is that a question? Cause like, I kind of need that to be a you thing. You should be pretty sure about this. Yeah. And the, um, the priest is Count Dooku. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, he's not? Who is no. he? Uh, he's, I forget who he, he is. He looks exactly like Count Dooku. He does. He has the, the beard and the eyes. But, right. uh, by this time, unfortunately, uh, Count, Count Dooku, Dooku was, had passed. he had passed on. Um, yeah. But anyway, rest in peace, Christopher Lee, wherever you are. No more mm-hmm. heavy metal albums by 90 year olds. Okay. But anyway, um, but Fozzie's down below the church. And he's like, hey, what's this lever do? He pulls this random lever because that's Fozzie. Right. It's a lever. I'm going to pull it. And it drops Constantine through a trap door and lifts Kermit up through the floor. Right. Like instantaneously and just swaps their places. And Kermit's like, oh, hi, um, Piggy, this is a whole mistake, like and a misunderstanding. And we need to. And she's like, wait, what? Why are you now changing your mind? And everybody's like, I know he has got cold flippers. Nobody noticed him like drop through the floor and come back. No, like, no, they can't. They can't. They're like, what are the animals that can't see fast movement but can only see slow movement? I guess they're like a those. All the Muppets are a those. Yeah, but it ends up with both of them on the same platform upstairs, like mm-hmm. the lever switches them again, and Constantine's back up, and Piggy's like, "There's two Kermits. What's going on?" And she's like, "Hold on, I know how to figure out which one of you is the real Kermit." Kermit, do you want to marry me? He's like, with all my heart. This is the only thing I've ever wanted. Like, yeah, like, uh, yes, of course. The the helicopter's right here. Like, let's do let's this. Let's get this done. And then she looks at the other one and goes, Kermit, do you want to marry me? And he's like, um, well, I could, but I mean, I would maybe with, I mean, under proper circumstances, she's like, that's my Kermit. Like, that dithering, mm-hmm. blubbering fool. Right. That's the man I want to, like, be in charge of for the rest of my life. It's true. It's fair. You understand. Um... And um, Constantine rubs his paint off his mole. He's like, all right, fine. Yeah, I am Constantine. And I was like, (gasps) but also there's a bomb in here and I'm getting out of here. Like Mm -hmm. later bitches starts taking off. And that's when Bunsen's like, oh, this seems like a really good moment for my invention that I mentioned literally in the first five minutes of the movie. Right. In the what should we do about a movie? He's like, I got this bomb attracting vest. Right. We could do a movie about that. And he was like, no, that seems like a terrible idea. Who would do this? And so he triggers the vest, which, by the way, has Beaker inside of right. it. Right. He's like, which conveniently Beaker is wearing to a black tie affair. Like you do. <laughs> so he triggers that and it sucks the ring off Piggy's hand. Because the ring is the bomb. The ring is the bomb. They manage to pull her away from the ring. And as they do so, it ejects Beaker through a stained glass window, right. which the priest makes a stack comment. I'm like, oh, that's only 800 years old. Right. And uh, Beaker lands in the Thames mm-hmm. and explodes, but he's fine. It's Beaker. Right, he's fine. 
It's Baker, fine. Baker's okay. Um, meanwhile, Constantine makes it up to the roof. He's kidnapped Piggy somehow. I don't remember I he, how he got yeah. her. Maybe she blasted to the roof. Maybe she like... When the blast was, happened. Yeah, part of that explosion, she ended up with him. He's on the roof, headed towards a helicopter with... Ricky Gervais sitting in the pa- driver's seat, passing dressed as a lemur. Dressed as a lemur, he's like, "I'm the lemur," and he's like, "Um, look at your costume, that's adorable." Yeah, he's like, "No, I'm not a dude. I'm I'm now the number one. I'm double crossing you. I'm gonna take the jewels, and I'm going to be the world's greatest thief." He's like, and Constantine's like, "Little pro tip: don't announce you're double crossing me till you've actually double crossed me." And he hits a button, and it just ejects Ricky Gervais out the side of the it's helicopter. Like, no- because it's so obvious like don't don't do this until you're done so he ejects him out the side and then constantine and piggy get into the helicopter right he's like i need i constantine is like i need you piggy you are my insurance policy yep so they start escaping kermit runs up to the roof grabs onto the skids of the helicopter as they're pulling away and mm-hmm. it's standing there constitutes trying to stomp him off and he's kind of flipping around underneath the helicopter being a crazy spazzy muppet right and the Muppets are like, there's only way I wanted to help this Muppet ladder. So they make a tower of Muppets with Gonzo on the top. Always. And Gonzo is pretty lightweight. Uh, fair. Whatever you start, he You is. start with that big, like, mop creature at the yeah, bottom. at the bottom, <laughs> and then you move up from there. Uh, if Snuffleupagus is available. Right, use him first. And then maybe Barkley, if he's mm-hmm. if you're collaborating between Henson Properties. Right. Uh, but they end up making this tower, and... Gonzo ends up hooking one of the skids of the helicopter with his nose. Obviously. Obviously. Obs. And keeps it from getting away. Meanwhile, Kermit managed to climb up. And he's kind of fighting Constantine, but getting his ass kicked. Because mm-hmm. Kermit's a lover, not a fighter. Right. And Constantine's a fighter, not a lover. And uh, Miss Piggy is tied up. Right. But she's, like, scraping against this piece of metal to get her hands free. Like a chair or something. Yeah. And... Constantine pulls a gun on Kermit, which, again, real dark for a Muppet movie. Right. At which point you realize Piggy's free because she proceeds to kick his monkey ass. Uh, She picks him up and throws him like a goddamn cat toy. Yeah. Like into both sides of the helicopter window. Like, pra, 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 pra. Yep. And then um, she kind of knocks him out. And then right. Kermit She's and like, her have a smooch. Nobody tricks me into marrying them. And nobody, like... Which, by the way, remember, like, the Muppet movie when she totally tricked Kermit into marrying her? Uh, no. She tricked him into marrying her in the Muppet movie? Yeah, or one of the Muppet movies at the very end where they're at the wedding scene. No, I don't remember that. Yeah. But that, I believe you. It's yeah, not, It totally seems happened. like her milieu. It is. So, like, that's kind of a... Maybe throw, it's only okay back. if she does it. Yeah, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, I mean... She's like, nobody tricks me into I'm not saying them. she's abusive, and but she's no- And nobody abusive. hurts Kermie. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and they have a little smooch there, and they get pulled... They pull the helicopter down to the landing pad. The Muppets are the big heroes. Constantine is arrested, along with Ricky Gervais. And everybody's like, mm-hmm. all Ricky right. Ricky dressed as a lemur. They're like, oh, he's adorable. This is where, like... There's a whole moment where they're all like, oh, yeah, he's super adorable. He's like, I'm not adorable. I'm terrifying. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're adorable. Like, it's so really cute. cute. It's yeah. a great look. I love it. It's just so cuddly. Mm-hmm. Like, Stop it. Um, And then Tina Fey shows up and promptly recaptures Kermit. Right. It's like, look, I know that you're not Constantine, but you also led a prison break of like 30 men. And I like. Need Can't to be having me. that. Yeah. 
And all the Muppets are like, well, if he gets taken to the Gulag, I go to the Gulag, and I go to the Gulag, and I am Spartacus. And, like, it's a whole thing. Right. And Kermit's like, wait, I got a, you know, Tina Fey's like, fine, I, I can't take you all, because literally right. I can't like, you. Right, you, like, you, re- you belong here, and these are your family, and families should not be separated. Yeah. Also, someone's like, does she have, like, jurisdiction to actually do any of this shit? <laughs> and that ha- like, the question hangs not. for a half section, they just move on. Probably not. Uh, but they're like, hey, let's do one more Muppet show. Mm-hmm. Let's go Siberia for what, one night. One night only in the Gulag. And they sing Together Again Again, mm-hmm. which is a riff on Together Again. Right, which is the song from the last Muppet yeah. place. And they sing Together Again Again, mm-hmm. only they're all glued to the wall from earlier. Yes. Which, I again, from a practical... But, and then somehow he got all the prisoners back. Yeah. I don't know how he got all the prisoners back. It was Russia. Like, they're not magical puppets, so they can't just, like, teleport. Yeah, I don't so know. So I guess they probably picked him out, like, two miles outside, like, you know, chumps. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And all the Muppets... Uh, everybody's back. Uh, yeah, there's a big the pr- song and dance All the prisoners are in the gulag. All the Muppets are not. And there's a song and dance number. And it's fine. Fine. Firework credits. Firework credits. And that was the movie. How did you feel about it? Uh, it was enjoyable. It was. It does feel like... So the Muppets, the Muppet movie, and then the Muppets, which was the more recent movie, mm-hmm. they kind of felt similar to me. Like, get the band together, save the theater kind of right. stuff. Muppets caper, and this one... Felt similar. Felt similar. Like, again, it's... It, it, they rhymed, yes. kind of almost like there's yes. kind of that same feel and hijinks. Uh, I think we're gonna have to see the Muppets take Manhattan next. Is yeah. that one? Or then maybe we start working through great works of literature like Treasure Island and Christmas. I Carol. think we already did Treasure Island. Remember? No, they're well. I know, but oh, like yes, I'm saying, yes. like Treasure Island and Christmas Carol. So like we got to find some other stuff for them to do as Muppets. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, there's credit. So many things. So many things. And Disney owns all of them. So like Yeah, I, let's I I'm here for more Muppet content, honestly. I, am. I really am. They're fun. Right. Like it it reminds me of when movies were just fun. Like right. I'm it didn't here have for to be more serious. comedies. Like I'm I don't watch prestige television. And like I don't need everything to be dramatic. I don't need everything to be part of like a twelve part series of movies where like when you're like, who's that guy? And you're like, well, if you would have seen the movie three movies ago, you would, you would know, know yeah. that this is the agent that was just left of Nick Fury. Yeah, I and... don't like movies where I have to do homework. No. No thanks. No, you don't. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, that's the theme of this entire podcast. <laughs> I do. No research. But like, it's it's fine to be fun. And it's fun to be musical and silly and like... Yeah. Not enough movies incorporate I mean, musical numbers from Chorus Line. Were, yes. Fight me on that yes. if you want to in the uh, comments. Yeah. Were there just so many glaring plot holes? Yes. Oh, yeah. But was the fact that like all of this is so ridiculous make it okay? Also, yes. Yes. It's fine. It's yeah. just silly and good and just enjoyable. Yeah, I didn't mind it. You have a good ride. So what do we learn from this movie? Anything at all? Mm, what? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, family is what you make it. I mean, that's true. And uh, family should stay together. Ohana means family, and no one gets left behind or no forgotten. One gets Ooh, left behind. the Muppets do their own stitch. Or forgot. Interesting. No. I don't think that would work. <laughs> 
But uh, no, it was good. It was fine. It was just totally fine. And also, like, we need to give Ray Liotta <laughs> and Tina Fey, Danny Trejo, Ricky Gervais, um, Jermaine Clement's fine. He's got enough musical work that mm-hmm. I think he he doesn't need it. Oh, did we mention that uh, Brett McKenzie, who is the other half of the Flight of the Concords, yeah, did the musical production. Yeah, good for him for this. He did the musical production for the last Muppet movie too, and he's in this. Muppet Which makes movie. me think that probably Jermaine was hiding in the background somewhere. We just or they were like, we need somebody that does this, and he's like, I'll call Jermaine. I know a guy. Like, he he owes me some favors. Oh my gosh, this is going to be such an embarrassing part. How can we possibly ask an uh, any self respecting actor to do this? <laughs> and he's like, good news. He's like, Jermaine has zero self respect. <laughs> He'll do literally and, anything for a paycheck. And, and he's not doing anything for the next three months. I know. <laughs> so. It's pretty great. It's pretty. It, I think that probably worked out. So, Jermaine, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You're an Italian. No, you're my, you're my favorite. And I can now recognize you without glasses, which is like, I feel like a real accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> so on that note. Yeah. Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.